So I did not, I was not aware of the mobile boutique drive that was going around the nation. Sure. And I reached out to her. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Blair Durham. Welcome to this edition of Black Wall Street Today. This 20th edition, no less. We're celebrating 10 times 2, 5 times 4, a lot of work. Radio's not easy. I want to thank you for your commitment to tuning in and more importantly, your commitment to securing your financial future or the bag, as we say. Certainly want to invite you to join the conversation online via Facebook and Instagram at Black Wall Street Today and on Twitter via BWS Today. Interested in a feature? Submit your information via blackwallstreet.today. That's our website. We would love to consider you uh, for a spot on our show. Well, we have an exciting show lined up for today featuring designing women in entrepreneurship. But before we get to that, and as promised last week, our first national business update brought to you by Dr. James Womack. Welcome, Dr. Womack. Good day, Blair. Lots of good things happening in the United States for those in the know. So let's get started. Did you know that there was an act of Congress passed this December enabling U.S. veterans to get government equipment for free? Now, I don't know the extent of what's available, but I imagine since the government is the biggest business in America, they probably have anything and everything that any business needs. For example, do you need computers or file cabinets or shovels or furniture? Then you need to invest this resource. It's called the Veterans Small Business Enhancement Act. You can acquire personal property that the federal government no longer has any use for, essentially for free. For those interested, contact your State Agency for Surplus Property. That's State Agency for Surplus Property, SASP. SAAP are state runs, so you have to go to your state's website to look up who to talk to, but every state has such a department. In other news, there is an act being socialized on Capitol Hill in Washington called the Entrepreneurship Growth and Opportunity Act, or the EGOA. You know they like acronyms. The Entrepreneurship Growth and Opportunity Act provides greater tax concessions for small business owners, which con contributes to increased cash flow, which in turn contributes to greater working capital and net profits. So contact your congressman or woman and ask them to vote for the Entrepreneurship Growth and Opportunity Act. Lastly, need cash to start your business or keep you afloat until sales increase or you get that big contract? Consider crowdfunding. Crowdfunding, that's the word of the day. Crowdfunding is a digital method of seeking financial assistance without going to the bank or your family or looking for that elusive grant that many people think is out there for the asking but no one can find. There are four crowdfunding approaches. You have rewards-based funding, which gives lenders some reward based on the contribution to your enterprise. Equity crowdfunding, in which you give up a stake in your company. Peer-to-peer -peer lending, or P2P loans, are loans that individuals and investors make, as opposed to loans that come from your bank. People with extra money offer to lend money to individuals and businesses through online services. A P2P service, typically a website, is a central marketing place matching lenders and borrowers and making the process relatively easy for everyone involved. And then there's donation-based. 
in which some angel gives you money just to help you out. Believe it or not, there are folks out there who will donate to your worthy business because they believe in the product, the concept, or just helping a fellow citizen realize their dream. For more information, Google crowdfunding to see the array of funding sites. Do your homework and choose one. You never know. Your angel just might be out there. That's it, Blair. See you next week. Good day and good business. Fantastic. Thank you, Dr. Womack. Certainly look forward to more of your scholarship in the coming weeks. And next up, I'm excited to introduce a mother-daughter entrepreneur duo that is taking the industry by storm. Recently featured on blackbusiness.org, Rhonda and Jennifer Arthur have created a solution to a problem a lot of women run into. The problem of one of the two of their straps on their luxury handbag sliding down. Let's please welcome the founders of Strap Dragon. Rhonda and Jennifer, are you there? Hi. Hi. Good morning or good morning. afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. I know you guys are over on the West Coast. Wow. First, yes. congrats on all your success and welcome to the show. We're so delighted to have you both. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, I know we're, we're super interested in your story. I'm probably most interested in your process. So let's hear a little bit of both. How did you both catch the entrepreneurship bug? <laughs> I'll let my mother go ahead and answer that one. Okay. Well, this is what happened. Um, in 2012, I started a new career as a bus operator for a local transit company. And I used to have to carry equipment and supplies. And so I chose a two-strap bag to carry those supplies in. And I used to run to the bus yard and my purse strap would always fall off. And sometimes, a lot of times, it would spill the contents. And I used to go home and I told Jennifer, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Somebody needs to do something about this. And I complained to her probably for about a year or so. And she finally told me to mom, she said, stop complaining and do something about it. And so I did. (laughs) Wow. that's how it happened. Imagine if we were all that practical and forward thinking. What kind of world we would live (laughs) in. So that's really cool. And so what happened from there? I mean... Do you have a background in any sort of design? How, how did how did it come about? No, not at all. I just, I, I actually sat on the idea for about a year and a half. Okay. And then I finally said, okay, let's do something. Um, and I just had to figure out a way to use, uh, to put the uh, component together so that it would stay on the handbag and people wouldn't lose it because it's a really small piece of leather. Got it. Held together by snap and a magnet okay and we i just came up with the design and we just went from there i have no background whatsoever (laughs) in design he said it's a small piece of leather that's held together by a magnet and a and a snap Uh okay yep that's it real simple it's ingenious i love it so so (laughs) from there i mean you 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 design the product and then what So that was kind of where, so my mother Rhonda was more focused on like the product development side of things. I came on a little bit later and told her I would help her with her marketing. So we basically were literally like hitting the road trying to find manufacturers around the U.S., you know, from L.A. all the way to like, I don't even know, on on your side of the coast um, to try to find a Manufacturer. We ended up finding someone, finally, we took like trips to see people up north in San Francisco, um, but we finally landed on someone here in L.A. Hmm. who was able to make our 
like initial run of inventory um and and from there like just building out all the the branding the name the all the legalities the patent um trademarking our logo you know just all those things and then recently in this last year in march we launched our website finally so we started in 2014 with all the like product development brand development legalities and then just this last year launched our website well, congrats again. And in fact, if you're just tuning in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. We are speaking with Rhonda and Jennifer Arthur, the founders of Strap Dragon, a unique and necessary uh, new product, uh, learning a little bit about their process. I'd like to hear more because I know a lot of us, you know, we've, we've got these great ideas and we may already be operating as business owners, but we may not have gone to the length of trademarking and patenting mm-hmm. our idea. What was that process like? If you could distill that into, I don't know, three, four, five steps, what, what would you say? Okay, yeah. So the biggest thing was to have our drawings prepared. So the actually having the product drawn up, um, the measurements, kind of where the different components were, like the snaps, the magnets. Okay. And then we contacted, we actually worked with LegalZoom. I know a lot of oh, people... Nice. Yeah, a lot of we had a guest mention like Legal Zoom last week. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. So they, they're, you know, they help you through the process of basically filing and all of that. They're a filing, you know, company that help you file all these different documents and such. So we paid them a small fee to do that, and then of course on top of that we have to pay like the government fee mm-hmm. for the patent and the trademark and all that. We worked with them, so they made the process a lot more easy um, and palatable for us. <laughs> Um, Got it. So let me go back because I want to make sure I'm, I'm, look, I'm taking copious notes. First part is <laughs> having the precise drawing. So you're not just submitting mm-hmm. something that is haphazard. You, you submitted a document where everything is exactly as it appears on what you actually manufactured? Well, let me, let me say this about the drawings as well. So we did have to submit that, but then the patent office actually creates their own like professional drawings of what we did. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, they they take what we do and they turn it into you know that's their part of their their process. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. So you. Um, su- what else? Just everything we went through legal zone, you know, for, uh, establishing our LLC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything to do with legal legalities because we want to make sure that we're not doing anything wrong. You know, because mm-hmm. you can get dinged for that. Yeah, you know, if you don't have anything done on time, um, so so they're very very helpful. Yeah, it saves money. I mean, it saves time. I mean, it's a little extra money to, to work with them, but it definitely saves time and like the headache of handling all the the legal stuff yourself. Unless you like that, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> we mm-hmm. did have time for that. We both yeah. had full time jobs at the time as well. Got it. Got it. So again, if you're just tuning in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. We're here with the founders of Strap Dragon, mother and daughter duo, Rhonda and Jennifer Arthur. And we're learning. We like to learn on this show. We're learning about the patent process. I'd like to hear a bit more for the benefit of our listeners about the, the process of finding a manufacturer. I heard you say you had to do some traveling and things like that. Did you then Did you then submit your drawing to the manufacturer or what exactly was that like? Well, here's the thing, and I, and I say for for new upcoming entrepreneurs, um, mm-hmm. we 
every place we went, everyone we spoke with about our product since it's so new, mm-hmm. we had an NDA drawn up. We had to have that to protect our product since it's very new. What was that? An NDA, non-disclosure. Non-disclosure, okay, okay. Yeah, we had everyone sign, sign off on that. Um, before we discussed what we were going to do and how our product was going to look. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, people would, you know, take your product and steal it and you would have no recourse. Wow. So we, we, you know, we tried to make sure we did everything by the book, kind of. <laughs> Although we're still learning, you know. So the wow. process for the manufacturers, I just went on a website called thomas.net. Okay. And I just, I just started looking for leather manufacturers. And that's where we came up with several different manufacturers including the one up north okay um and at this point you know to date we've actually gone through about five manufacturers mm-hmm. oh wow some some of them couldn't get it right i mean that's why it's been so time consuming since 2014 yeah you know some of them couldn't get it right or the pricing was too high mm. for each unit we had to keep shopping around and shopping around to get the perfect one mm-hmm. that's what i was going to say it's a little so bit of shopping Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you learned a lot in that in that process. Something oh, you said was so critical. I think a lot of us uh, we have some anxiety about sharing our ideas. Um, we may not know that we can draft a non-disclosure agreement and have people sign mm-hmm. it before we present them anything related to yeah. our our concept. So I love that. I certainly yeah. wrote that down. Okay, so let me ask this. So you, you've you've definitely done your due diligence, right? You're starting to get this national uh, recognition and energy. Where are things now with the business? So we, you know, we're, we started with our online store in March. Um, and now we are really, again, beating the pavement, um, looking to do some opportunities for wholesale. Okay. So okay. Um, working with promotional companies. I don't know if you've ever like gone out to a conference or I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. You've seen things on the on the tables of the vendors, you know, like a free pen or a free Right, content. right. Oh wow. Or, what an incredible so promo item. Yeah, exactly. Strap dragon. <laughs> so would you allow and and one of the things that's really cool about this platform is that it is a networking platform. So people will call in and say, I heard this guest, I heard that guest, I'd like to connect. So would you allow for someone else's brand on your product? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so that's exactly what, what it would be. So basically, we would sell it wholesale to like the promotional company. And then let's say University of North Carolina, you know, would say, oh, we, you know, yeah, we definitely want to take these on our next recruitment trip with us. And they'll put their logo on the front of it. So, yeah, that's something that we're definitely open to. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing that. Okay. And so so you've got the online piece happening. You're looking to partner for some promotional opportunities. What else is happening in the business? Did I see that your your product is currently available in an array of colors? Where can we find it? Yes, um, it is. So um, the, the website is actually Strap Dragon. Um, with an F on the end. So Strapdragon for you. So F O R Y O U dot com. And that's where mm-hmm. people can can find it online at this point. Okay. And then um, one of the other things that we're also looking to do is do um, more in person, like 
trade shows slash mm-hmm. festivals, things like that. We're, we're looking to do some of those things this year, um, as mm-hmm. well as we're actually in the process of looking for a celebrity endorser. Okay. So we're, okay. we're kind of, you know, going that route. We're literally just casting our net as wide as possible, yeah. you know? Um, we're we're looking out. to sell at boutiques, like local boutiques here in, in the Los Angeles area. Um, on a wholesale basis. So we're, we're trying to do the wholesale thing, but also um, retail as well, obviously online. Mm-hmm. We're about to start an Etsy store as well because it's just another vehicle. Mm, and okay. then we're doing some other product development as we move throughout the year as well. I love it. I want to reiterate that website. So it's strapdragons4u.com. Is that right? With 4u spelled out as well? Yes. Okay. What was the inspiration for the product name, just as a random? Yeah. So <laughs> I actually, we had, it's a funny story, actually. It's kind of odd. But we had a name selected, and I was kind of doing some drawings and logos around it. But then we started doing more research online and found that the name was, like, already taken. You know, people were using it for different things. Got it. So I was super discouraged. Um, I'm a spiritual person, so I actually prayed. I said, God, please. Give us a name. I'm Give us a name. Not yeah. the first person that said that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. It felt stuck. Like people were submitting names to us, our friends. Nothing was sticking. And so I do a dream board every year. I've been okay. doing it since 1997. Um, wow. And so I prayed. I said, God, please, in my dreams, give me a name for this company, this product. And no dreams happened, few days passed, and one day I started looking at my dream board, and I was looking at some images, and one of them said, like, magical thinking. I was like, magic straps. And then magic I saw this, there was an image of a dragon on there, and I was like, dragon snaps. And then I was like, snapdragons. And it's, snapdragons was the original um, idea, and I'm like, what is a snapdragon? What I know that name. Dragon. Okay. I'm like, it's a flower. I looked it up, it was, you know, it's a flower. I'm like, I know these flowers. And so eventually that turned into Strap Dragons, and that's how the name was, was born. <laughs> got it. No, it's, it's literally someone has shared a very similar story. We've got about two minutes left, and I'd like to hear, I kind of, i like to ask this question because I know we have a lot of new and emerging business owners that tune into the show all over the country. Give us in two minutes, two challenges you face as entrepreneurs and how you overcome them. Okay. Um... Is this mom? I want to hear from mom on this one. (laughs) Okay. For me, the biggest challenge since I do all the um, legal and I deal with all the suppliers is just finding um, the right suppliers, the right um, companies, the manufacturers, someone we can trust and with a pretty good pricing for our product since it's really small. Got it. that, That has been the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. And how have you worked to overcome that? Just shopping, huh? Oh, just by due diligence, just I keep on plugging away. If, if someone doesn't work out, then I'll just find someone else, <laughs> you know, yeah. pretty persistent. Mm-hmm. So persistence, right? I love it. Did you want to share one as well, daughter? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think for me it's just it's the funding, you know, just making sure that we have enough money to do all the things we need to do um all of this thus far is self-funded um and so that's a big challenge you know and it it comes basically out of our own pockets which eventually that will 
not be the case, but that's been for me, for us, I think over the last five years, one of the biggest challenges. Yeah. So um, as a solution, are you all applying to any of these opportunities, these pitch contests? I mean, I see them popping up everywhere. Certainly you have a viable product. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually one coming up by Tori Birch that we're looking to do. We've, we've done a couple crowdfunding campaigns. Okay. Um, that was not as successful for us as it is for some. Okay. But okay. I know that that's, a, that's an opportunity as well. Sure. Um, so, and a lot of prayer. <laughs> I love it. You guys will get there. Well, listen, I want to say thank you again for coming onto the show. Would love to have you back. Would love to actually have you in our market. We do a number of trade and vending type opportunities that I believe will provide some exposure for you all. I will definitely stay connected. Would love to have you back. Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yes, we are honored, truly honored to be on your show. For this edition of Hashtag Add This to the List, in honor of Black History Month and in recognition of our show's special Designing Women in Entrepreneurship feature, we'll add three pioneering Black fashionistas to the list. The first is Zelda Wynn Valdez, who lived from 1905 to 2001. She's best known for designing the original iconic Playboy Bunny costume, as well as her work with the Dance Theater of Harlem. Throughout her storied history, Valdez became one of the first black women to own a shop on Broadway. Her beautiful fashion-forward gowns, which emphasized a shapely silhouette, were worn by Dorothy Dandridge, Ella Fitzgerald, Joyce Bryant, and Mae West, among others. Second is Miss Anne Lowe, who lived from 1898 1981. Her best-known design is the wedding dress that Jacqueline Bouvier wore when she married John F. Kennedy. She was initially credited as a, quote, colored dressmaker, then later a, quote, Negro, then finally in the Washington Post as, quote, a Negro and Lowe. Lowe's other high-profile clients, including the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts. Third is Miss Elizabeth Hobbs Keckley, who lived from 1818 to 1907. She was a former slave who bought her freedom, turned civil rights activist and seamstress. She's best known as a personal seamstress and close friend to First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln. Her great skill enabled her to rise to prominence in both the black and white communities, effectively crossing color lines in a way that was uncommon at the time. She built a lucrative business which serviced Washington's elite clients, including Verena Davis, wife of Jefferson Davis, and Mary Anna Custis Lee, wife of Robert E. Lee. Kudos to those ladies. Now I'm super excited to welcome the owner of the country's only mobile formal wear fashion boutique, Mrs. Latricia Clark Letzinger. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. (laughs) I just got to find out from you, what was the inspiration behind your boutique concept? Okay, um, my husband and I got together in 2014. Okay. And he brought an RV into the relationship. Um, oh, wow. I had perfected my business plan over a span of 10 years previously, and I had moved to the area that I wanted to have my business, and it was called the Ballantine area of Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. The uh, storefront space there was $4,300 a month lease for the area that I wanted to be in. So it was very daunting thinking about that just being the lease cost. And then you got overhead on top of that. But I wanted to be in that area. So my husband was like, well, 
that's not going to happen. We just have to think of ways, you know, to get capital or whatever. Okay. So I just kept it in the back of my mind because I was going to have my business. So right, right. <laughs> we were sitting in a parking lot one day and we saw a wrap RV from California that was a mobile boutique. Hmm. Ironically, a week before I had just been placed in a family group and one of my cousins had as her cover photo a mobile shoe boutique. Okay. So I did not, I was not aware of the mobile boutique drive that was going around the nation. Sure. And I reached out to her, hadn't met her before, reached out to her and asked her about her mobile shoe boutique and if she could, you know, give me information as to how to get started, what were the laws pertaining to mobile businesses and so mm-hmm. forth. And she was so forthcoming. She gave me all the information I needed. And she also put me in this nationwide mobile boutique group. Okay. It has thousands Is of... Is this a Facebook group? It's a Facebook group. Wow. And unbeknownst to us, they are everywhere from East Coast to West Coast and Australia and abroad. So mobile boutiques, mobile boutiques are everywhere. They are everywhere, and I've we've wow. even seen one here since we moved to Virginia. We've we've actually talked to the lady, and um, it's just a, a booming thing. We didn't realize the, that there is a huge mobile boutique presence sweeping the nation. This but, is so exciting! Right. So my gears are turning. But before I get into asking okay. some questions, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today. If you are just tuning in, you're in for a treat. We are sitting with Miss Latricia Clark Letzinger, who has the distinguished privilege of being the owner of the only mobile formal wear boutique in the country. Um, and so we're just about to get uh, a serious lesson in how to pull this off. I know that there are people listening again all across the country who are interested in a mobile business. And maybe they don't understand all of the legalities involved with, you know, having something that's on wheels. For example, where is your business license? I mean, you know, all of these different things. So talk to us a little bit about sort of the process of getting your business underway. What were the things that your relative shared with you? Right. Well, she it her information was valuable, but uh our business was a totally different model, and I'll discuss that later. Okay. But as far as a mobile business, all you have to do is go to your local um, uh, government, and you would need to get a permit. Okay. Um, now, each- this permit, is it is it a permit to do business, or is it a permit to operate a mobile business? It's a permit to operate a mobile business. Okay. Now, the business itself just needs the the regular business license. Got it. However, you're going to form your uh, uh, legal entity and all that. Okay. But so you don't have to obtain a license in a particular you locality. Don't. No, you don't. Just you get your LLC. Just or whatever get your whatever get. you're going to get. Your entity. Get your business license for your local area. Okay. And uh, some areas do not allow you to do business as a mobile business on city property. So you would have to see what their laws are and their regulations are. So you had to look into um, the legalities for a few different localities in order to figure out. Well, fortunately, because she was already in the mobile industry and it was big in Charlotte, um, she gave me all that information. I didn't have to worry, wonder or go research to find out what was necessary. So uh, several of the mobile businesses put on a uh, yearly um, 
parking lot pop-up shop. Nice. So she, um, uh, one lady in particular, she um, had a lot of uh, mobile businesses that wanted to be a part of it, and they would just come and park their mobile vehicle, and the customers would come and shop. So let me ask this. Is a mobile boutique classified in the same way as a food truck in terms of the permits? Yes and no. Food trucks have have a better advantage than fashion boutiques do. Wow. They have already charted that course and they have mm. gotten laws to work around them more so than the fashion industry has. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so let me, as I was speaking earlier, sure. I was talking about uh, mobile boutiques, fashion, regular fashion boutiques versus the bridal and formal wear mobile okay. boutiques, so which that's we a are the distinction. It is, which okay. we are the first and only in the world, to be honest. I used to say wow. nation, but I've changed that to world now because wow. no one else is a full service mobile mobile formalwear boutique. We are the only one. And let's clarify even that because my understanding is you service men, you service we women, we do. you service children. We do. You can take care of an entire bridal party. Is we that can. right? Yes, we can. And not that's, only that's can we service, service them with the attire, we have accessories, we have shoes, we have handbags, we have jewelry. We have it all. Whoa. And as the announcement today, for the first time, I'm announcing that our subsidiary is being launched, which is LaCree Fine Jewelry. So we will be Whoa. offering fine jewelry by appointment only and online. Congratulations. But let me get right back right quick to the laws around, well, not laws, but the uh, bridal and formal wear is geared towards storefronts. Well, give me, let me Go just, because I want to make sure people know where we are. This Shoot. is Black Wall Street Today uh, with Blair Durham. We have the pleasure of listening to and hearing from and learning from Ms. Latricia Clark Lutzinger, who is pioneering a new industry in terms of mobile formal wear, full service mobile formal wear. So for those that are tuning in that, um, you know, want to figure out how to cut costs in terms of overhead and so forth. Um, let's let's have a listen. What are you going to say to us about about the legality? The legality of well, it's not really a legality. It's just the way it's set up. Bridal and formal wear is geared towards storefronts. Yes, and um, it was hard for me in the beginning to get someone uh, get suppliers mm. for the mobile boutique. So I had to knock down some walls in order to get in, but I did. Um, I um, interviewed with a supplier in Atlanta for the tuxedos and Jim's Formal Wear, who is the largest distributor of tuxedos mm -hmm. in the nation, mm -hmm. um, gave us our first contract. Congratulations. Our, great, our first supplier contract. So uh, he was so impressed with the idea, first of all, it being innovative, mm -hmm. and they had no restrictions as far as it being a storefront or a mobile boutique. So that was the initial that broke down barriers as far as formal wear is concerned. Because at that point you realize this can be done. It can be done. Hmm. So then I uh, talked with other suppliers. Okay. In terms I talked with other suppliers and 
uh, bridal gowns and so forth and was invited to Atlanta to the market and given hotel rooms and treated like royalty. So they have really opened up to this business. Yes, because this is really, I mean, when I think about it, it's a millennial pursuit. And I don't mean in terms of age. I mean, Mm -hmm. just in terms of the whole way we're going about doing business now, period. Right. You know, everything needs to have a bit of... um, It it needs to have that flair. It needs to be accessible. Right. Like Amazon, you know, they've cornered that market. You're talking about same-day shipping. Right. I know. know. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) It is amazing. So I'm excited for sure about what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And I know you have some plans in this area in terms of um, ways you're getting the word out. Do you want to share with the listeners what you have coming up? Yes. Well, I'm currently planning a bridal showcase to be held in Hampton Roads, looking in the Virginia Beach area. Okay. I'm currently planning that now. And, and when that takes place, that's going to be the only black bridal showcase in this particular market. Wow. So that's exciting. Yeah, I am excited. Wow. So what's, a- what is that going to consist of? Because like I was saying earlier, people calling all the time, they want to connect with the folks that we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. Who who do you need? Do you need models? Are I you do. looking for... What do you need? And I have that cornered, basically. I'm going to need models for the fashion show. I'm going to need sponsorships. I'm going to need vendorships. Um, so we're just looking for everyone in the industry that uh, wants to be a part and wants to market and get their business out there. Yeah. Um, we will. Those sponsorship packages and vendorship packages will be rolled out very soon. So awesome. You Bridal is such a huge industry. Yes. So for you to have a piece of that. You know, that, well, it's just my dream. I, I am a bling queen, as you know. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. So are you. But um, I have always loved fashion and I love getting dressed up. And I love what it does or what it makes people feel. You know, it makes them feel good about themselves when they are able to dress up for a special occasion and, you Absolutely. know, go out. So I, I love having a part in that. I love it. (laughs) If you just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. Uh, We are sitting with the owner of Elegant Occasions Unlimited, the world's only mobile full service fashion boutique. Uh, Latricia, just so exciting to hear that you offer formal for men, for women, for children, that you can do a full wedding piece. Yes, yes. Um, So I'm looking forward to... um, certainly your upcoming bridal showcase what else is going on in 2018 um we're going to 2019 right 2019 i I know thank (laughs) you it's the year it's the year it is um we're going to do a mommy makeover for mother's day because once again like i said i love fashion and i love making people over I I am interested in doing extreme makeovers and making people feel 10 years younger or feel like someone else for a day or whatever, you know. I just love that. So we're just going to be offering that to, to mommies coming up in May. Good. Moms need that. They do. They really do. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have it bad. I totally agree. I love it. Anything more? Um, I also have... Um, Designing Women magazine, which is a digital magazine. Okay. It's not a part of Elegant Occasions on Women Limited. However, it will it works congruently together. Sure. Um, so it's a digital mag- magazine, and it's accessible on in the group Designing Women magazine, Rising Up to a Life by Design. Okay. Um, 
I'm gonna have so you I'm say all that again because I definitely want to make sure people know how to connect with you. Okay. So to get access to the magazine, people can visit Designing Women Magazine, Rising Up to a Life by Design. It's a Facebook group that you have to join in order to get access to the magazine. Designing Women Magazine, Rising Up to a Life by Design. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank okay. you. Very inspiring. Okay. And then how can folks reach you in terms of Elegant Occasions Unlimited? Someone wanted to make an appointment. They can call 866-885-6116. One more time. 866-885-6116. Or they can email me at contact at elegantoccasionsunlimited.com. I know that's a mouthful. Contact at elegantoccasionsunlimited.com. We have a website, www.elegantoccasionsunlimited.com. You can contact us through the website. And you can also see, um, you can subscribe to be notified when we put our jewelry store out there. Let me, I'm going to review that. So we can contact you at 866 855-885-885-8116. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I butchered it. Let me try it again. 866-885-6116. Correct. And then via email at contact at elegantoccasionsunlimited.com. That's correct. And then via the web at www.elegantoccasionsunlimited.com. Correct. Walk us through, because I want people to really get a sense of what the experience is um, okay. from the vantage point of someone who is about to get married. So okay. um, talk us through. We, okay. we, we give you a call. You call me and uh, you tell me what you want. And um, we schedule a face-to-face -face appointment okay. for me to come to you. Okay. And I will bring everything with me um, after you, after I find out what it is you're looking for in terms of style, uh, like if you're having a wedding, in terms of style, mm -hmm. colors, everything that you need. Mm -hmm. Then I will go to work and find that because I do not carry a lot of inventory sure. that, since we are mo mobile, but I can get everything for you. Um, oh, wonderful. Some things okay. in a matter of days, within four days. Other things, like for bridal gowns, it takes at least 14 weeks. Got it. And that's the same thing they tell you. Yes, door. yes. So, recap. So, you, you're conducting a face-to-face -face consultation. Consultation. You're showing up to where I yes. am. We're yes. probably going to do measurements. Yes. We're going to talk about what my needs are, yes. what my preferences are. Okay, and then you and go to work. With, within a 40 miles radius, it's oh, wow. free. Well, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Within a 100 miles radius, it's free to the customer. Okay. If we have to go to another state, of course, we have to charge for gas and like that. Uh, sure. yes, but Okay, so this is a free consultation. Mm -hmm. so free initial consultation. Okay. All right. And then what? And so then had our consultation. Mm -hmm. I've told you what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. What's our next step after? Our next step is for me to um, get on uh, ordering it. Sure. And then um, once it arrives, I keep you abreast of everything during the process. Once it arrives, I bring it back to you. We deliver it to you. Okay. We have Wonderful. a fitting to make sure everything fits. Sure. And if it doesn't, then we take care of it. And we get it back to you in a timely manner. 
Okay. So we're basically basically your concierge. I love it. So in that instance, our, once we have our consultation, mm-hmm. am I then able to select from a group of options? You are. Okay. I will give you pictures. What we are integrating in the RV is we're going to have everything on the big screen. Sure. So okay. you can just select wow. that way. So we can just pull it up and just, you can just select the way you, you know, whatever you want. And bridal parties, we've already done bridal parties. So it is, they were so intrigued when we just pull up, they all can just come in. Because that can be an event in and of itself. It is. The bridal shower becomes mm -hmm. the, the, the bridal consultation. Right. I love it. Right. It can be all of that. So my it, producer is laughing. <laughs> We've got because women get really excited about these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, this becomes, you know, the wedding. It does is a huge it's deal for, for us. the woman. It's for, it's the, for the bride. Yes, and we yes. serve this moment. We do. So, we do. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll get there. It's all good. We've got just a minute left, and I want to <laughs> recap your contact information in that time to make sure folks can get a hold of you. You want to do that? Or you want me to do that? You can do that. Okay, if you are interested in Elegant Occasions Unlimited for your next formal event, again, it does not have to be bridal. This can be any formal event. Um, certainly want to reach out to Latricia Clark Letzinger via phone at 866-885-6116 or via email at contact at elegantoccasionsunlimited.com, elegantoccasionsunlimited.com. She's got some things that you can preview on her website in terms of inventory she has access to, www.elegantoccasionsunlimited.com. I know that you are booking very fast. So if you've got a 2019 wedding, I'd say call today. Yes. Actually, I can do, yeah, 2019 wedding. I'm sorry. I'm thinking like you. I'm going back to 2018. Right. But yes. If your wedding is this year. Yes, I can still help you. Yeah. I'm getting the wrap-up cue. I want to thank you again for being here. Thank you. This has been fantastic. We have had a phenomenal show featuring designing women. If you were listening at the beginning, you know I talked about access to capital, particularly for women. I have a few other capital opportunities that I want to share in closing. First, you may have heard, Chameleonaire is calling for pitches from entrepreneurs. He has plans to invest $10,000 in a Black-owned business. Rapper Chameleonaire has a call out, Black entrepreneurs in honor of Black History Month. The Riding Rapper is sponsoring a pitch competition from his Convos app. Moved by the dismal st- statistics rather, about Black founders, Chameleonaire says he's kicking off the competition by investing $10,000 in a Black founders company. To enter the contest, applicants must upload a 15-second pitch video to Cam's Convos app. He explicitly said he doesn't want to see more than two videos from one person, so no spam. Again, research his app, Convos, is C-O-N-V-O-Z. Next up, Black Women Talk Tech seeks to inspire and connect female startups with investors. Black women startup founders can create billion-dollar companies. That's the belief of three innovators, Regina Gwynn, Isosa Igaro, and Lauren Washington, who were inspired to create Black Women Talk Tech. It's a network of support and resources for Black women tech founders. With research showing that Black women are the fastest-growing group of female entrepreneurs, Black women in tech are no longer hidden figures. But there is a funding gap, again, to support their innovation. However, this funding obstacle did not stop the three founders. They organized a conference in 2017 to provide an empowering experience for Black Women Talk 
entrepreneurs to learn about business growth strategies and connect with investors and other tech founders. In February of 2018, they hosted the Roadmap to Billions, Black Women Talk Tech's second annual conference sponsored by Microsoft. The conference focus was on tearing down roadblocks and promoting hashtag Black Girl Magic in the tech industry. The New York City Conference two-day highlights included 20 expert panels and workshops, 44 speakers attended from 22 countries, a $10,000 pitch competition, 14 companies funded, and founder showcases. So here's what you need to know. The third annual Roadmap to Millions, Roadmap to Billions 2019 conference is scheduled for February 27th through March the 1st at Union West, 535 West 28th Street in Manhattan. It's poised to be a standout. New Black Women Talk Tech is now collaborating with Essence Venture CEO and founder of the New Voices Fund, Richelieu Dennis, to host a $100,000 pitch competition at the conference. In order to qualify for a chance to pitch to win part of the $100,000, you must be a Black female entrepreneur, you must run a tech or a scalable company, and you must apply by February 15th, 2019 at midnight. Uh, the website is blackwomentalktech.com forward slash 2019 hyphen conference. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party.